This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We've had a lot of great things in the podcast over the last week. A ton of great stuff. Trade deadlines tough all over the place. Obviously, prospect stuff, Sam Dykstra, excellent job. But one of the things that jumped out in a couple of the podcasts that I did was something that jumped out in a podcast we did a long time ago, which was Jake Diekman of the Tampa Bay Rays. And we had surfaced already, again, as a baseball isn't boring on the go, uh, Ryan Brazier talking about when he got to the Dodgers, the evolution of them basically sending him to Arizona and saying, here, learn a cutter. Next thing you know, he's really, really dominant. Uh, it was really interesting how teams are doing this. Jack Flaherty goes to the Orioles. All of a sudden, he's throwing it harder. So it's it, Every team is different, and every team has different success stories, clearly. The Dodgers, they have Brazier. And now, now we have another one, potentially. We had the godfather on, Joe Kelly. And he talked about what the Dodgers said to him when he got to Los Angeles from being two years, almost two years with White Sox. And you knew they were going to say something. They knew there was going to be some sort of adjustment. And obviously they knew him from before, so that helped. But I just wanted to sort of give you uh, baseballs and boring on the go like we did for Diekman, like we did for Brazier, but with Kelly about the changes that he may be making so you can keep an eye out. It'll make your viewing of any Joe Kelly appearance much more pleasurable. You'll seem like the smartest person in the room, and that's what we're all about. All right, here's a baseball isn't boring on the go. The part from the bigger podcast, from the bigger Joe Kelly Talks Trade Deadline podcast, but just the part where he's talking about going back to the Dodgers and what they told him. Where did you think you were going to end up? You knew you were going to be traded. I mean, come on. You need yeah, to- I, knew, I knew I was going to get traded. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I knew that the Dodgers needed some bullpen help. Um, so I think deep down inside, I knew that they needed it. I knew I was getting traded. Uh, I just hoped that it was a it was a good matchup, you know, a good fit. Uh, obviously, going with Lance Lynn, you know, who pitched awesome yesterday. Typical Lance Lynn start, you know, give him three runs, some somehow mixing two homers or three homers. Uh, but, no, I knew uh, if, if me and Lance Lynn were going to get traded, 
you know, I knew that it would be between a couple teams. It's not like, you know, every team needed exactly a reliever or every team needed a starter, um, you know, together like a package deal. Uh, so with, with that on the table, uh, I knew it was kind of between a few teams and ended up, you know, being perfect. Uh, I don't know about Lance, you know, he's, he, he knows, you know, kind of more of West or not West coast, East coast, you know, like, or, or central. Um, he's never really, you know, stayed in California or, or played on the West coast, but I know he was excited and I knew that he, you know, had a no trade clause to the Dodgers, but ultimately with, with what he's known about them, what, what I've told him from the Dodgers, like, you know, what they know about, you know, fixing mechanics, whether it be, you know, some things on, you know, what I think you should throw to hitters and, and, and moving forward to make you a better pitcher. Uh, and so he had like 10 teams and no trade pauses. So I did not know that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He had a, uh, he had a lot of, did you, uh, so did you have to, you know, when he's included, did you have to say, Hey, listen, it's okay. Wave your no trade. Oh, he wanted to, he was, he was talking to me. He's like, Hey, with the Dodgers, I'm going to wave it. Like, you know what I mean? I'll tell him, I'll tell everyone, I'll, I'll wave it. Like, I would love to go to LA. I was like, because he just knows how how great an organization they are, and and uh, you know how well of a, a well oiled machine of the, that team in, in front offices. I also informed you because I'm here to educate. I also informed you you could get traded when you're on the injured list. You're yeah, I had no, you had no idea. No, <laughs> no, you couldn't. I like, hey, Rob, can you get traded on the injured list? You're supposed to get traded, but. You know, I'm on the I'm I have to hurry back. Yeah, that was like that was a couple of days before I got activated. <laughs> well, I mean, when it, I'm not to say that you're worried. I mean, that's not the right word, you know, and because I don't want to disparage you know your team, your White Sox team, or whatever. But you also like it's, it be, when it became a reality that you were going to be traded. There is like a timeline here of like, okay, I, I better feel good. I want to feel yeah, good. Yeah. I want to get yeah. active. I want to show teams, you know? Yeah, there's always a, there's always that. But luckily for me, my injuries were, were, were nothing major. Uh, it was something that I was, like, really, really, really bad where, you know, I knew there was a timeline of, of where I needed to go out and perform. Uh, it would have been fine. but Or it wouldn't have been fine. But for me, I mean, I threw – I. I threw another outing, you know, before I went on the injured list uh, with the same injury that, you know, put me on the injured list. Um, sorry. But that put me on the injured list, you know, in, in Oakland. Um, so it wasn't like it was one of those things that I was worried about coming back because I knew I would be. So it it was it was fun, but it was nerve-wracking. It's like, hey, I need to get activated, you know, ASAP, you know, and, and kind of do a showcase. Uh, yeah. You know, teammates were telling me, like, oh, you're going to pitch today. It's a showcase. And, you know, like me being a little bit witty, I, I was like, nah, bro, there's no showcases here. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's a joke case. Like, just kind of trolling them. I was a like, no, nah, it's a joke case, bro. Like, put me in the game. It's just it's just for all the other scouts ultimately. <laughs> well, your first joke case was awesome. Like, you struck out the side. Hold on, Ashley, call me. Oh, <laughs> pat, pat your through. <laughs> hey, babe. I'm doing a podcast with Rob Bradford on, on Zoom, so you're on Zoom. She said, oh, shit. <laughs> He's laughing. What are you doing? She said, hi. What are you doing? Okay. Well, I mean, let me call you back after because I still got to eat and stuff. Tell her I said, what up? Okay. Love you. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's all we do is have people call under. <laughs> uh, so your first Joe case, 
was you struck out the side, right? Yeah. Your second Joe case, let me just tell you this. I haven't sure, told you. What? Yeah, you struck out the first hit on a wild pitch. Um, and okay. exactly. So in the flurry of, uh, you know, I, I might get a text or two from executives. Why? Because who, who read the book, who know we're co-authored. Yeah, like, hey, what's, what's up for your work? And I said, said uh, tough showcase. <laughs> like, and so I rattled off, here, why don't you read chapters one through six to get the real feel? And, yeah. And also, focus on the first one, not the second one. So there you go. So it's... Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. The first one was a Joe case. The second one was a showcase. <laughs> they, they both don't go. <laughs> it all worked out. So um, the Dodgers, like, so when does Friedman call you? Um, After my workout, pretty much. Okay. So, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. He gives right. us time. Like, yeah, he 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 called me. You know, I mean, my workouts are like ten minutes, bro. See me, I'm swole. Uh, so he like he called me. He's like, hey man, excited to see you. Welcome back. Um, you know, it it all happens pretty quick. Not gonna lie. There's no pep talks. No nah, pep talks are for losers who need to be fucking inspired. You know what I mean? There's no pep talks when you're like when you're winning. Like Knox, <laughs> when my son did the pep talk, he had to do that for the boys because we were losing. So. No, nah, pep talks are, are for people who are, aren't very good. Has Does Knox even remember doing the pep talks? He does a little bit, yeah. He does. Yeah, he, he was he's young. Excited. Yeah, he was really young. He's excited to come back. He's like, man, I haven't seen my California friends in a like, year. Like, he'll name this one a year, you know, that one in a year. Um, so he's pumped. And so when so when you, you talk to Friedman, you go back to Los Angeles. You know, one of the things, and this is a wonky baseball question, but it came up with Brazier, which, you know, his whole thing is still, like, baffles me. I mean, it's like, they're like, hey, hey, we think you can throw a cutter. You've never thrown a cutter. You all right? You going to live? I got COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you're in a hotel room. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, we're going to throw this cutter because we think you can throw a cutter. You'll be good. Next thing you know, he's really good. This is what – and I, I told him, I said, I remember when you were signing with the Dodgers – like how they told you, if we see this, we see that, we see this, boom, yeah. there you go. Um, has there been that sort of conversation since you got back there? Uh, we've, we've, we haven't done it. No, that's pretty drastic to throw a pitch, a whole new pitch. Uh, well, not a whole new pitch, but just like here we no, see. Yeah, yeah. They, we've had conversations on what I'm going to throw to righties versus what I'm throwing to lefties. Pretty much simplify, you know, check my grips, see where my grips are at, um, tinker with thing here and there, but. Yeah, not, not nothing nearly as drastic as Brazier. So um, it's, it's just, you know, what can I throw down the middle, you know, besides uh, – and what can I throw down the middle, mix in a couple times and, and get away with, you know, efficient innings. What's the what's the thing that you've, like, the, right now, even the little subtlest thing that you change from when you were pitching the well with the White Sox to when you're pitching with the Dodgers? Well, I haven't pitched – I've only pitched once, but that was – you know, I yeah. haven't tried, tried out anything new that, that we've been talking about yet. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be probably uh, a little bit different orientation uh, of, of my breaking ball. Uh, you know, I throw both of them and they're kind of they're kind of both good in, in their own in their own ways. Uh, but I'm predominantly going to throw uh, one one of my grips I have on one of them. Uh, I'm going to kind of 
move move over on a, on a seam um, to make it a little bit less four seam dramatic, uh, and then use that one predominantly versus you know this 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 kind of hitter, and then use the other one towards the other kind of hitter. But before I was kind of just throwing you know throwing throwing whatever I felt like was fun that day. Um, you know, I'd, I'd throw the curveball and the slider uh, in the, to the same hitter if it felt good. Um, but I think uh, we're kind of going to narrow down the focus on. Um, you know, this X kind of breaking ball to this kind of hitter, X kind of breaking ball to this hitter, and then kind of just go from there and, and abuse them with it. How's that happen? Like, they just they just say, I mean, they... Oh, uh, they dive in, look at the numbers. They bring the computer in. They're like, hey, we need to throw this one. They look That's, at what the movement is, and they sit on the couch, and it's like, hey, let's go throw this one, and we go play catch. Like, hey, how's it feel? All right, let's tinker with this now. All right, hey, look more like this. All right, hey, look at this one. This batter from two years ago this year. Um, that's exactly how it happens in the clubhouse. It is the same thing. I mean, just like when you left. I mean, yeah, that's, that was two years ago. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of awesome, I don't know what it's like to have an entire stadium give me a standing ovation. I mean. What do you mean? You get one in Fenway. No, I'm trying to think of the closest I've ever come to anything. Oh, uh, it's a media game from the New York. Oh, believe me. Media. Oh, no, no. that Yeah, from the other team. Thank you for just, like, stumbling thank around. Thank you for giving it up. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for giving it up. Um, but I, I'm I, – uh, so, anyway, I'm trying to think of anything that might, like, the best, like, feeling of people, like, saying, hey, we like you a lot. I can't think of anything. But for you. <laughs> that's sad, man. That, that hurts my heart. I actually, it was probably your appearance uh, on MLB Network when you compared me to Autocorrect. So, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest glory of your life. <laughs> was. What an aphrodisiac that was for my fan, for my wife. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Better than clams on the half shell. Yeah, exactly. Or oysters on the half shell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters equal and Joe Kelly's appearance on MLB Network, um, but uh, but that's cool. Like that was I know that I earned you know four hours of sleep, meet with the media, you know so forth and so on. But still, I mean that's that's a pretty cool thing when you came out of the bullpen and people that place went nutty. Yeah, it went bonkers. It was the loudest I've ever been uh, in an atmosphere. I think you know for a, a sudden jolt. Um, it was cool though. I mean, it was one of those things where our pitcher was, was pitching pretty well. And then, you know, Ferg comes in kind of, kind of quick where he didn't expect to, you know, be in the game as soon as he thought. And then all of a sudden Ferg gets in trouble. Like, Hey Joe, get hot. And like, you're going to get in the next hitter. I was like, sure. Uh, and so, you know, warming up, it, it was great. You know, it was, it was loud, but you know, right when the gates open and I started running in, um, it was pretty electric. But I think when my song got played and then they announced my name, um, the place went wild. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. Like, you know, I, I really don't really, like, notice it sometimes. But, you know, big moments I, like, purposely tell myself, hey, like, try to enjoy it because otherwise I'm numb to a lot of things. It's like, who gives a shit type of thing. Where it was like, I, I was like, I had to, like, purposely, like, tell myself I might be a psychopath, like, to, like, focus on the crowd and, like, make sure you hear them you know, because it would have just went by and I'd be like, oh, whatever, just throw a strike. Because I knew that eventually I'd get a question like, hey, how was the crowd? I'd be like, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> but I knew I didn't want to sound like an asshole to, to the world. So I was like, well, fuck, I need, to, I need to lock it in and be like, hey, the crowd is great. They had a standing ovation. And then when I told myself that and I looked for it, it was like, all right, 
I enjoyed it. Then, you know, maybe I should start looking for it a little bit more. <laughs>